0: Welcome to Let's Chat Teaching, an Apple Tree Resources podcast where each week we'll dive into all things teaching in the grades five to eight classroom. I'm your host, Nicole Sanders, a classroom teacher turned online pro course creator. I'm here to help you strategize, unpack, and create more ease in your classroom this year. Hello, and welcome to Let's Chat Teaching, an Apple Tree Resources podcast. I'm your host, Nicole Sanders, and today we're gonna talk about life hacks that make our lives as teachers easier. Specifically, we're going to take a look at five different life hacks. Join me in discussing what this looks like and how we can bring a bit more ease into our life and therefore relieve some stress into teaching. We know that teaching is full on and that there is so much to do as a teacher. I actually was just reading a little thing on Instagram this morning that was saying, I just want to go to a teacher staff meeting where one of the things on the agenda is things we're taking off of teacher's plates. And that's supposed to be like a funny thing to say. That's exactly what all teachers are wanting. That's something I've always wanted as a teacher as well. And that never happens, right? Like that's just laughable because it's always about adding more to teacher's plates. So this episode is about five hacks or five things that I've done that have really allowed a bit more ease into my life. And let's just jump into it. Hack number one, life hack number one that I discovered probably midway through my teaching career was meal prepping. And let me tell you what I do for that because that can mean so many different things, right? And for me as a teacher, it meant I would batch freezer meals. Freezer meals are just meals that you make ahead of the time. You throw it in a very large Ziploc bag You label what the meal is and even the directions of how you just write basic directions of how to cook it. So 350 for 45 minutes, and then you throw it in the freezer. You put the date on it, right? So you know how long it's been in there. I did this and it changed everything. So you do have to set aside time. You have to set aside a bit of time to look at meals, go to Pinterest I love Pinterest. Also, basically all my recipes, except the ones I've gotten from family that are like passed down. Everything else, Pinterest. You can even put in freezer meals in Pinterest and they'll come up with a bunch of different freezer meals. Now you'll have to go and look at obviously what you and your family like to eat, but I just get to start simple, like start with six recipes. Just choose six that look like, okay, this could be delicious. Then what you do is you write down all of the ingredients that you're gonna need to do buy the ingredients for the recipe to do four of each type of recipe. So if you have six recipes and you batch them, so you go and do the groceries one day and then the next day you just dedicate completely to batching freezer meals. And so you buy big Ziploc bags to do this and then you just batch it. So you make one recipe, but you do four, four of them. So you make four full family meals from the one recipe you label what the recipe is called again, very simple cooking directions. And then you just put the date on the bottom. And so by the time you have six recipes, you do this four meals per recipe, that's 24 freezer meals. And this would last our family of three for about two to three months. Let me tell you how, cause obviously 24 meals doesn't even fill up an entire month, but we're gonna take a look at how this happens. So you really only have to do this once every two to three months. We usually ended up being three months. So that's not bad, especially because I didn't do, I don't do it in the summer months. In late August, I'll do it first starting in September, but otherwise I just don't do it in the summer months. But so you have 24 freezer meals in Ziploc bags in your freezer. Once you've figured out which meals you like and you can always rotate them through because our family doesn't like to eat freezer meals every single day, I mix things into it. So that's why the 24 meals lasts longer. Hear me out on this though, because a freezer meal you can do Uh, Slow cooker meals, and you just make a slow cooker meal and put that meal, freeze it in the freezer, pop it in the slow cooker before you go to work and come home to a fully cooked meal. There are very few slow cooker meals our family actually likes. I know some families love them, and that's great. I wish I could do that. I tried for years, it didn't really work. So I just make freezer meals where I actually just like throw it in a pot or throw it on the pan or whatever the freezer meal is. And a lot of the times these freezer meals, all you have to do is make rice and then throw the freezer meal in the pot, which saves so, so much time and grocery shopping time and all of that kind of stuff. And bonus, these freezer meals per serving become extremely cheap because you're buying products in bulk. So you're not wasting any food by throwing it out. So you're buying stuff in bulk. And so that ends up being a bit cheaper. But also you're not throwing out product. And that makes it also cheaper because I find it's a kind of a sneaky thing where money goes down the drain is when we're throwing out food we thought we'd use and we didn't. So by planning, we don't actually lose that money. And these freezer meals end up being very inexpensive compared to other meals. And so that can really help offset the budget as well. That only takes an entire afternoon. It does. It really does like four or five hours to do all of those recipes. And then you're done for three months. The another hack for the meal prep thing is that actually I buy chef's plate or hello fresh is another one. Your community might have even another one. And all that is, is so they do, they deliver a box on Monday and inside are individual bags of full meal kits for dinner. Yes, you still have to cook them, but you do not have to think about it. You do not have to buy groceries for it. Again, you're not throwing out food because it's perfectly proportioned and they're real people proportioned. They're not like, this is the portion I should eat, but I'm still hungry. No. I've done both of them and they're both really great and they are proper portions. And so we do that twice a week. If we're going to be meal prepping and doing that, I would do chef's plate twice a week. And so that is a little bit more expensive, but what it's going to do is it's bringing a lot of ease. You know, the biggest part of chef's plate for me is taking away the brain power of what do I have to make, trying to decide a meal my family will like, trying to figure out in my brain, okay, how much of each product, produce, do I need to buy for that? How much prep time will that require? What day of the week will I eat that on? You don't have to do any of that when you do this. And by doing it twice a week, you are not going crazy with spending tons of money with this. It's definitely way cheaper than eating out and way, way healthier. And it adds a lot of New dishes into the family dinner night. So that's really nice when you're doing freezer meals because it really adds like a real fresh element to it. So you're not always eating freezer meals. And it's so nice not to have to think about these grocery shopping. Because, yes, of course, you're going to have to still go grocery shopping when you're doing this, right? But all you're really buying is like milk, butter, eggs, stuff for lunch, breakfast. These are such small things that you can think about in the store if you want to. And it doesn't take up the mental space of planning, 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 planning. And I hate that. And that just takes up so much time. So Sundays, I would do soup Sunday. So on Sunday, that's usually my meal prep day is a Sunday. And I take a couple hours to prep for that. And that's not your batch fr- freezer meals. That's a different thing once every three months. But Sundays, I generally kind of take stock and do just a touch of meal prep doesn't take very long. So Sundays, I would make a soup. And then I would do a little bit of meal prep and that soup is going to be a big old pot of soup that will also be Monday's dinner as well. So you do Sunday, Monday soup, and then you chef's plate for Tuesday, Wednesday, because it shows up on a Monday generally and it's freshest. So you want to do the fresh on Tuesday, Wednesday, and then you do Thursday, Friday, freezer meals. Saturday's a flex day because there's usually stuff in the fridge that needs to get eaten or leftovers, or you go out to eat, or there's always a wrench in the plan. So Sunday, Monday, soup. Tuesday, Wednesday, chef's plate. Thursday, Friday, freezer meals. Saturday, flex day. So you're really only using two freezer meals a week, but everything is planned out for you. You do not have to think about it. It is done. That is the huge way that brings a lot more ease into my life. It's a little bit of planning for a lot of grace. For lunches, it's really quick here. I have a big bin where I stick in all of the prepackaged snacks. So I will get, we'll buy a cookies and you know like in the box wherever you buy it. But I'll rip open that box and I'll put two cookies to a small Ziploc bag until the box is empty. Recycle the box, throw it in the big bin of snacks. I do that with seaweed, granola bars, cookies, veggie straws, anything that's non-perishable that can fit in there. And then so then when I'm going to make lunches, all I do is just take two of them, put them in the lunch, move on. The other thing I do for that is I pre-portion out fruit for the five days of school. I stack it in the fridge. And so then when I'm making lunches for myself or for my daughter, then I just take two things out of the big snack bin, a pre-portion yogurt and a pre-portion fruit and throw it in. And then that takes care of about 80% of the work for lunches because then you get a sandwich or whatever you throw into your thermos, right? That's it. That's a whole lunch. And so That is the meal prep that I'm doing while I'm cooking the Sunday soup. So that's really easy meal prep. It's just cleaning the fruit and throwing things in and it's done. There's so much ease that's brought into my life through meal prep and batching. Go to Pinterest, like I said, and check that out. They'll come up with really great recipes. And I just really encourage you to try it. Try it for one three month season. Or one month even, just cut it down and do one month and just see how much ease it brings into your life. And the offset price from the batch freezer meals, which make the meal per person really low, then the chef's plate is a bit higher, right? So basically, I find that it's the same grocery bill. I'm not actually spending more money. I find that helpful because I really like to keep my groceries as low as possible, even when inflation is crazy and food feels like it is so much money, but it really offsets one another. Number two, there are only five. Let's go to number two. Something that a life hack that I did as a teacher, as a professional was on my wardrobe. We're going to talk about wardrobe. Okay. So there's lots and lots of studies that talk about how much time and mental thought we have to put into what we wear in the morning and how that actually slows us down in the morning and puts a big wrench into our day. And I can attest that's absolutely true for my life too. If we think about it, Men, for years and years and years in the business world, even to this day, they have a minimalist or capsule wardrobe. They wear a suit that match the bottom and the suit jacket match. And then they need to get a clean shirt for underneath with a tie. Really, they buy, what, three, four suits and five shirts, and then they just rotate. And nobody thinks or says, oh, that person has four black suits. Interesting. They're wearing the same thing every day. It cuts down time on prepping of what you wear and you always look professional. I read that once and I thought, yeah, absolutely men do this. Women can do this too. So I tried it and I friggin' loved it. So what it is, is it's a capsule wardrobe. Again, go to Pinterest and just put in work capsule wardrobe. And what it is, is it's just, it, it'll, it'll just show you pictures. It's actually kind of fun of the basic things you'll need in your wardrobe. One of the things... As a teacher, I always wanted to show up business casual and I wanted to show my students that we are here on purpose and I get ready for you and show up on purpose and it just kind of sets the tone for the classroom. And so that's that's harder to do if it's not planned, but through a capsule wardrobe, a capsule work wardrobe, basically it says you need three work pants. So everything in the capsule wardrobe is neutral neutral. So like you need beige or black or navy blue. Those are kind of the three colors that you can, whatever feels best on you, whatever you feel best in. And then you can accessorize with patterns and color and that kind of thing just for, so that you can take all the pieces in the wardrobe and match them with one another with ease and not think about it because the patterns and the colors is with the accessories like scarves and belts and things like that. So basically a capsule wardrobe would be three work pants, two blazers, three long sleeve shirts, three short sleeve shirts, two cardigans, one dress, three pairs of shoes. All of these are in neutral colors. So like whites, blacks, beiges, go on Pinterest, take a look at work capsule wardrobe. It'll show you lots of different kinds and it doesn't need to be boring. That sounds boring, but it's not. You can accessorize jewelry and all this thing and you look so good all the time Or at least professional, and you feel good, which is really helpful. And people take you professionally, administration, parents, students, colleagues. You look like a professional. You're acting like a professional. People treat you like a professional. And it's really not a huge wardrobe. You kind of fit those things in and they work for the week and you wash them and you do it again. And it's no different than men wearing suits all the time. There's no difference. Dig deep in Pinterest, and I'm sure. In your closet, you already have half of your capsule wardrobe, at least half of your capsule wardrobe, right? And if you don't, this is a great excuse to go shopping, but I'm sure you have half of it. And then you just need to pull in those pieces that will really allow and bring ease into your life. And all you do is switch them up interchangeably and and it's amazing. And you never have to think about it again. You lay it out the night before, you have a week's worth, it's more than a week, but definitely a week's worth of clean clothes that you go through, you do laundry once a week and rinse and repeat. It saves so much mental energy and you look and feel good all the time when you're at work. So that's hack life hack number two is capsule work wardrobe. Life hack number three is a cleaning schedule. I want to start with this one with if you have a partner, if you have a husband, if you have a wife, we all, oh, how do I say this without sounding terrible? Um, We need to offload some of this. If you're working full time and your husband's working full time or your partner, then you need to share the load. We need to share the load. I know for myself in my marriage, I wrote down every single chore I could think of, like weekly chores that I could think of. And I gave it to my husband and I early on in our marriage, I said, pick half. I cannot work full time and be a housewife full time that is not possible without me going insane and burning out. So we're both adults here. We're both working full time. You pick half, I pick half. And he did. And we split it. And so do that. Don't take it all on just because social pasts or history has dictated that the women needs to do all the cooking, all the cleaning, all the social calendar, all the present buying and wrapping all the everything. That's not okay anymore. If we're both working full time, there needs to be more equality in the house and whatever that looks like for you. But if cleaning is, I'm sure that you're going to get some cleaning things on your list. I think that's pretty basic. And so uh, the third hack is, I guess, hybrided in splitting it. Don't take it all on yourself, then make a schedule. The reason I do this is so that my Saturdays can actually be getting together with friends, going to parks, you know, we get bombarded with birthday parties and, you know, just life. I want to do life on Saturdays and Sundays. I don't want to just do chores so that I can get back to work. And so I did that for a while and it was really hard to live life. And so I, there's a schedule. So basically it's like Mondays I wash laundry, (laughs) Tuesdays and Wednesdays I put it away. I can't wash laundry and put it all away for the entire family in one day when I'm working. That's just not possible. So on Mondays, I wash. On Tuesday, Wednesday, I put away. Thursday, I clean the bathrooms. I like them on Thursday, so that's fresh for the weekend for when guests come over. My kitchen, do nightly. I'm certainly not perfect at this. That is for sure. But my goal every night is to have the dishes in the dishwasher with the dishwasher on and no dirty dishes on the kitchen sink. Now, if you have older kids, get them to do it. Split it with your husband, whatever the case may be, or your partner. Then the kitchen isn't this huge foreboding thing. The biggest hack here is to hire a cleaner. Like that's who will do the laundry and do the kitchen and the bathrooms for you and the floors and whatever you need to do. I found as a teacher that this is kind of like the big little secret nobody talks about. I remember drowning because I was doing so much housework and working full time and feeling very, very stressed. And one of my friends' teacher friend of mine was like, Yeah, well, I have a cleaner. And, you know, you say it a little bit quieter, like, yeah, well, I have a cleaner, you know, and it's like, what? I've known you for years. What do you mean you have a cleaner? Like, yeah, I have a cleaner who comes in once a week for two hours. I went to the staff room that day for lunch, which I never did, but I did. And I was like, hey, how many of you have a cleaner? I was at a table with, I don't know, 10 teachers. Almost every single teacher raised their hand. There was a couple of exceptions, exceptions, but the majority of teachers had cleaners. And it's like, nobody talked about it. I had been teaching for five, six, seven years. Nobody talked about it, but everyone was hiring cleaners and like for different amounts of time, once a month, once every two weeks, once a week, depending on the family, but do it. If you can make it fit in your budget, hire a cleaner because you have two people working then you need help in the home for the family to function, right? If you can squeeze that in to pay a cleaner, start with once every two weeks, if, if you're like, Oof, I'm not sure. Just start with the things that really drive you nuts, that you like dread doing. You know, you can hire people to do your meal prep for you too. That's a whole other level, which would be amazing. But start with a cleaner. Have someone come in while you're at work and the kids are at school and everyone's working and whatever and come home to a clean house. It is the best feeling in the world And I highly, highly suggest it. Don't take on the stereotype of like, oh, I should do it all. If I'm not doing it, then fill in the blank. I don't even know. We just need to bust these myths that we need to do it all. That's absolutely not the case. And so look into a local cleaner. That would be the best hybrid for hack number three, cleaning. Number four is I have a gift closet for birthday parties for kids. So I have one kid, but we go to lots of birthday parties and I buy kids birthday party gifts, unless they're my nephews or my niece that I buy specifically for them for something I know that they would like. And obviously my daughter as well. But all of these friends, all these little friends that she gets invited to, I don't know them. I don't know the kid. I don't know the parents a lot of the time. And so I always look at discount toys. Now that makes me sound cheap. I never buy anything that's not fun or age appropriate. I never buy anything that's like broken or totally out of trend. No, we can get discount toys or not discount toys, more like when they have sales, right? Your grocery store will probably have sales on toys. Like we see sales on toys all the time. So that is when I pick up toys for the gift closet. I do not give close friends or family gifts from the gift closet. I hope that that's given, but I want to be very clear. Anyone that's close, a close family friend, I buy their specific gift for them. But there are lots of gifts for kids that I just buy on discount. And you know what? Sometimes it'll be like 90% off and it's a super fun gift. I know that kids love at this age. I'll buy three or four and I'll put them in there because they're fun and kids love them. It's a huge weight off my shoulders when you get these last minute birthday invites or invites in general. And then it's like, okay, now I have to go spend 30, 40, $50 on a kid's birthday gift. Oh, no, thank you. Also, I have to find it. I have no idea. No, I go to the bin. It costs me like five to $10 because I get them on discount. My daughter gets to choose what gift she thinks the child would like and we're done. So I highly recommend a gift closet and buying things when they're on sale. And this brings us to our final... Number five, life hack that brings ease, way more ease into my life and way more excitement into my life because I have more margin. The last one is very different than the other ones. It's not household related, it's personal related, and that is to schedule or join a club during the week. So not on a Saturday or Sunday, but something that gets me out of the house on a weekday. That can feel very overwhelming. But we have to remember that we are human beings too. And I never, ever want to wake up when my kid is old and be like, who am I? Where Where did I go? All I'm doing is working and parenting and being a spouse. Like, that's not good for a marriage. That's really not good for a marriage. It's really not good for your, our kids to watch us lose ourselves. Them watching us take time and priority for ourselves is, is a big deal. And even if you're single we need to, for ourselves, not lose ourselves in the process of working really, really hard in life. And so schedule something during the week. I never want to go out during the week. I know there's some of you out there that think I'm crazy because you want to go out every single night of the week. But for me, I don't want to. I'm tired. Seven o'clock, I'm tired. I'm 38. And by 730, I'm so tired. I just want to read a book, watch a show and go to bed. That might make me lame, but it is the truth. But if I book something like a workout class, a Bible study, or a book club, currently I'm in a yoga class once a week. Um, My neighbor, she signed up for a pottery class through through the city, so it's quite reasonably priced. It's once a week. It's usually an hour, hour and a half. It takes us out of the house. It allows us to have hobbies or outside interests, connect with other people, shift from work, prep, sleep. Work, prep, sleep, bring some real life into our week, even when our weeks are low or they feel hard, right? And so by adding life hack one, meal prep, life hack two, capsule wardrobe, which is also super fun, three, a cleaning schedule or the ultimate hiring a cleaner, four, a gift closet, so you don't have to have margin for that, and five, scheduling something in during the week. These five life hacks really help make my life feel more full and less about scheduling everybody else's life, making everybody else's life easier. It's about allowing my life to be a bit scheduled so that I have margin and can hold space for myself, my own thought process, creativity, so that I can show up as a parent and a wife and a sister better. It just brings so much more margin in my mind, first of all and also in the physical aspect of having to run around and do all of the things. It is safe for us not to have to do all of the things. It's safe for us to work in community with our partner and our kids, and it is safe for us to schedule things out and give ourselves margin. Sometimes we can wear a badge of honor of running around and being completely frazzled because we're living our lives for others. This isn't what I want to model for my daughter or my students. And it's actually not the life I want to live. I want to live a life that holds space for someone to drop in and may not freak out. Holds space to breathe just a little easier. So these five life hacks are something that has brought a lot more ease into my life. And I hope that you have picked up something today that you're like, yeah, I'm going to try that. I want to try that one, you know? And it's January, so it's a great time to start it. And I just encourage you, pick one that excites you the most and run with it. Just run with it. Try it out. Thank you for joining me today. Join us. Join me next week where I look at five hacks in teaching that help bring ease into my teaching. So there's five hacks as a teacher in the classroom that I'll be talking about next week that will bring more ease into teaching in the classroom. Thanks for joining me today and spending this time with me. I'll see you next time. If you'd like five free activities to use with any story you can use today, then head over to appletreeresources.com slash story activities. That's appletreeresources.com slash story activities to get five activities you can use with any story for free. Thank you so much for spending time with me today. I know we're all busy and I feel honored you chose to spend some of that time with me. Until next time.